I just want to say that my friend Cherry is in love with me. Why is it that? She's always sending me things. Yeah, she sends me stuff too. And she today to- she told me that I'm bomb. Like, dot com? No, just bomb. Mm, wait until you get that dot com. That's when you know <laughs> it's legit. Uh, whatever. She's my friend. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Everybody's always stealing from me. You came to Brenda, bro. I what? He gained a you. Oh, so I thought you said I came to her. I'm like, did I do that yet? <laughs> In my dreams. Oh, oh. Y'all sick. Nah. Don't talk about my friend on the podcast. Which one? Peter? No. Uh, <laughs> my friend Cherry. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Fine. Good talk. Okay. Unprotected segue. Oh yeah. If there was a, a, a colored colored water fountain that only colored could drink and whites only water fountain where would we where would the mexicans the latin american people drink out of the natives the asians i would think that the natives fuck i'm just saying man yeah don't wrong not to steal any thunder from any minority group the lack of representation of native americans is pretty fucked up it doesn't even get talked about how fucked up Shipping. During the uh, I mean, civil, civil, civil rights, where are we talking prior? Everything. Oh, no. What was done to them before is disgusting. Yeah. But, but in- <clears throat> that also applies into, like, if you go into, like, the Aztecs and the Central American, all of them. Mm-hmm. You, they don't talk about that. And that was brutal, too. Um, Brenda, you're going to need to bring your mic a little bit closer to you. Mm, so gross. What about <laughs> I know, it, the I know it makes you think of a giant dick. Yeah, and you're not Spit comfortable with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't cook. I don't clean. Let me tell you how I got this ring. <laughs> I'll be swallowing out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to Where Am I Going? podcast this is christina and i'm cody and i'm booty call brenda mm. Mm. yeah thanks booty, for booty, um booty joining call. us <laughs> i don't know no that's good that's good <laughs> <clears throat> all right cool tomorrow is martin luther king jr day right and the beginning i believe we're gonna be starting black pride month is that in february february so I was thinking during the civil rights movement, mm. there was segregation mm. and there was co- uh, things for colored people and things for whites only, right? Mm. If there was two water fountains, mm. one's for whites only, mm. one's for colored, mm. where would the other minority, Mexican, Latin American, Native, mm. which fountain would we drink out of? I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> we know where you're gonna drink <laughs> I mean, it's so funny because one of the things that I wanted to talk about today as well was like identity, which falls right along with this kind of question. We should definitely jump into later, but it was one of the things that I have down here for mine was like, what are some assumed identities that are placed on you? And that would be one of those assumed ones where it's like, Oh, Cody's a white dude, he'll drink from the white one, obviously. Technically, I am mixed race, and it's no different than seeing an extremely white Latin American, Mexican, or an extremely light-skinned black person. But, like, I go straight to my grandparents, and there's no question that they are brown. There's, like, no hesitation. And then you look at my my siblings and I, and it's like, a bunch of white kids. What happened there, you know? But back to your question, as far as the other minorities, my guess would be that they would have to be drinking from... The colored fountain versus the white fountain. Yeah. Right? Well, I had to look it up. Oh, did you look it up? (laughs) Yes. Wow, cheater. Right. So, as you mentioned, some Hispanics can pass off as white. Yeah, they can. So, those drank from the white only. Do you think that those, if they had like a very thick accent or something... They wouldn't speak. They would just drink from the fountain and get I the fuck out. I would think so because <laughs> just from what I read briefly, they weren't safe. 
they were if you looked at or you pretended that you were something you weren't they you're still subject to lynchings and beatings and yeah. all that stuff so if you weren't <clears throat> blonde hair and blue eyed <laughs> <laughs> have you um couple things have you ever heard of the one drop rule yes no so the one drop rule is your entire lineage could be white but the moment you have any minority or more specifically black. black blood in you you are black and you're identified as that there's actually a an awesome book i read in high school and then i reread after i got up high school when i was in college it's called the invisible man by oh my gosh ralph emerson yeah yeah you're welcome thank you <laughs> yeah you're so smart I don't mean I don't read much, but I'm well read. Uh, <laughs> in this book, he puts together um, this whole invisible man thing. You don't you don't get to know the name of the protagonist. You don't ever really get much of a description. He ends up working at like a paint factory, and the slogan is something along the lines of like, "Our white is the whitest of all whites." And part of the process of making this white paint is to put one drop of black in there just enough that you can't tell it doesn't really fuck with the color or anything but there's this one drop in there and it's not noticed by anybody but it's kind of this rebellious like it's the whitest paint of all whites and um so it kind of gets into that one drop rule the it gets into the the hypocrisy of it all and everything where it's like you're calling it you're calling it white but it's not and you're calling you're calling people black and they're in this situation they're not because they might just have one person in their bloodline that is otherwise they look white but because of that one drop rule they're segregated they're discriminated they're told to drink from the different fountain so i don't know i would highly suggest reading the book or getting on on audio and listening to it because it's pretty good the one drop rule is i believe the united states is the only one that has had it um, I read that in one of the one in a history book, and I was like, "That's so disgusting." But then that gets into the census too. If you think about that, as Hispanics, because it has all these options, but you can still select white. Exactly, because there's no what is my race? White. Actually, you could choose whatever you want. I could, I could, but that's the thing that about the census that confuses me is it because they want it to reflect as white still being the majority or what like I, a big part of me thinks so i that's how i feel like i don't want to choose that but i can't I, I don't i feel like the other ones don't fit either so it's weird i think i chose like mexican that's that, yeah was that a race was no that a race? Well, that's not a race it wasn't a race was it you have be Hispanic. Uh, no. Hispanic's no, Hispanic is not on there. It's white. Oh. Uh, native, I think, is one. Black? Mm, I don't I don't remember. I don't know. It's just, it's so crazy. It it's not. It is. Yeah. You get your, you get your one set and then you go race. And it's not that many. It's not. Yeah. And I think you're right. It's black or one of the other ones because a lot of Cubans are dark skinned and could pass off as black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are people in Central America too that can pass off as black. My mom, my uh-huh. mom and my grandma have said that they that there's a lot of them over there that are just fluent in Spanish. Yeah. I guess I would select black, and you can go <laughs> as white. Freaking pill. I'm like, I'm like yeah, brown. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a beige. I'm a beige. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a yellow. <laughs> I don't know. I'm an off white. <laughs> I'm a uh, anemic as fuck kind of pale. <laughs> Have you guys seen? I don't know who the stand-up comedian is. I I saw him on um, Jed McCaffigan, uh, like dry bar humor or something. Oh, it's this is black guy, and because I think he actually he started talking about the census as well, where it's like like what's your color, what whatever, right? He was just like, I don't know, <laughs> and so he's like, here's a tip for anybody, you know those paint strips that you get, at the, <laughs> yeah, that you get at the 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 paint stores or whatever. Next time, go take one of those. Take and a start, swatch. To, yeah, yeah, it, take. Swatch. Yeah, and, no. and then start flipping through and identify what's the closest to you. So it reminds asks, me of that meme where it says, like, the cop stops somebody near, like, a protest or something. Uh-huh. And, like, they're looking at, like, the swatches. You know, it goes from, like, really white to dark. And at the bottom where it's, like, the white, mm-hmm. it says protesters. And then as it gets darker, rioter. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> that's so stupid. That's so dumb. But, yeah, his, his whole thing was just, like, that's fucked up. you know, I'm whatever. I'm 
delicious licorice of whatever, right? Because of my skin. And then you can be lemon drop honeydew or some shit, you know? Lemon drop. I you am. You are lemon. Drop. <laughs> I'm sour. Ew. You are sour. <laughs> okay. Or bitter. Man. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. So you brought up that movie Invisible Man. It's not a movie. Well, I mean, oh, they sorry, made a movie, book. but a book, yeah. Um, so the reason I, I said wish movie it was a movie is but. because Nicole Kidman is in a movie with Anthony Hopkins, and that is somewhat similar to the premise. Anthony Hopkins is playing an African American man that uh, looks white, but he is mixed. Mm. You don't find out until pretty much at the end of the movie that he was mixed. Really good movie. I can't remember the name. Cool story. That's Nicole Kidman and Anthony Hopkins. Google it. <laughs> Google that. Google it. <laughs> the human stain? That is it. I'll have to watch it. No, that segue. <laughs> if the civil rights movement had not happened, where would we be? I mean, oh. I'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm native. That's fucked up. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, actually, I probably wouldn't be fine, to be honest, because... My grandparents faced plenty of discrimination and bigotry and all that stuff. So there's definitely generational trauma, scars, whatever, that I think it's safe to say that every minority definitely experiences throughout their lives, um, which is just basically trauma that's happened to an entire generation of a people. And due to that trauma, it passed down generation to generation so with native americans how reservations are technically sovereign nations within the country and they have their own laws and they have their own um policies all that stuff i believe it's so long as they stay within the federal laws so if a child or anybody really gets beaten raped whatever so long as whatever the crime is hasn't reached a federal level of a crime it's up to the the native policing department judges whatever to do business actually there's a few shows that are out there now obviously um was a big sky is out there now that that show big sky and then before that there's another show that i used to watch called um uh longmire and they touched down on basically how did it work an episode went into how a group of white guys went onto this reservation, beat or raped or whatever this this woman left the reservation, and because they couldn't get it to be seen as like a federal crime, there was nothing that could happen because the native police can't go after somebody off of the reservation, and so as long as they were to stay off the reservation, there's nothing the native police could do. But then it's also outside of the jurisdiction of the surrounding counties to go after these white people for a crime that they committed on basically sovereign land outside of their policing jurisdiction and stuff. I think due to those kind of weird fucking loopholes that still exist, I definitely don't think that, well, I might be here, but it would definitely be a much different situation. I was only recognized by my tribe once I was about 16, and it was simply because of two factors, main factors. There's plenty of others, but two main factors. One, the tribe was finally wealthy enough to actually kind of, we'll say, support more tribal members. But they had also realized that the bloodlines were being thinned out so much that they were a dying, a dying tribe. My father was basically the last generation of, we'll say, people with mixed lineage that was recognized as being native on our in our family but he would tell me that growing up he remember basically soup lines people would go in to the tribe and they had this huge tent and people were standing in line because they're starving and that's that might be their one meal a day or one meal a week that they could rely on being there so i don't think that without you know, these civil rights movements and those kind of things, I don't see the future of that situation getting better to where it is now. I remember working with this one kid. Um, we'd always joke around because his last name was Tunasket. And I'd go, oh, my God, do you own the town? 
<laughs> he's like, no, stupid. <laughs> but he would tell me that he was recognized because he was 50%, I believe, or as I remember. But for his kids to be recognized, he would have to marry someone full native because now the, the his bloodline was too diluted and they wouldn't they wouldn't recognize the children anymore. Yep. That's that's what was going on with my whole family, essentially. Yep. So they're they're very strict, and it makes sense. But at the same time, like when you think about the whole Native American and their history and just everything that was done to them, it's freaking brutal, and it is a genocide. Yeah. I mean, and all the times the United States was like, "Here, we'll give you this land." Just kidding. Get off, and then they kill them, mm-hmm. and then they give them another, you know, sign another treaty. And then, just kidding, there's a resources, a resource we need. We have to kill you again. And even the whole wiping out the, the buffalo, all yeah. because the Native Americans, that's what they hunted. The, yeah, it was a nomadic culture. And they, I think uh, it was 25 million buffalo that they killed just in one year alone, just because that was the hatred for the Native American. Mm. Um, it's disturbing. And then I know a lot of people are quick to say, well, they have all this fucking money. Why aren't they educated? And it's like, that's not how that fucking works. Yeah, it's not It is all. generational trauma. And it's also, uh, it's not like they have all the resources. I mean, yeah, they're given some money. But how much did we take? And I say we because we're Americans. Yeah. Um, but we took everything from them. We To the point where we took their identity. So the level of close-minded that comes from so many people not just with Native Americans. Today at work, I had a conversation with a coworker, full-on white man, older, older generation white man. Mm-hmm. And we were alone and he starts talking to me about, you know, growing up when I was around, you know, 16 or so or younger. He's like, I only just like two people. And I was like, okay. And I thought this was going to be like people he knew. He's like, blah, blah, blah. And blacks. And I was like, Jesus. What the fuck? Like he's comfortable enough. I was like typing away something. I was like, uh oh. Oh, <laughs> you're like you're like I'm not black, but uh, did he yeah. elaborate? Uh, he did I'm elaborate. Step away. Yeah, he said uh, growing up, he's like my 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 family was from Gary, Indiana, and you know he starts talking about all the just racism that they had, and he's like, and we never saw blacks, and he's like, and you know blacks are really back then all they wanted to do was instill fear, and he's like rambling and rambling, and I'm like. Bro, Buddy. this is like super racist. Yeah. And he's just going and going. He's like, you know, and, you know, and blacks, you know, they make these communities. He kept going and they won't leave them. And then you can't go in there. And uh, and <laughs> if you're oh white, you're going to get your ass kicked. And I was like, you understand that it's not their choice to be in this, this community. community. And he's like, well, yeah, it is. I was like, no, no. it's not. I'm like, you know, Jim Crow rules and all that crap. And those are still in effect. They're a little quieter, but they're still in effect. And uh, he's like, well, I don't know. They can move out if they want to. I was like, it's not that easy. It's really not that easy. Discrimination is still a thing. It's still, yeah. And only recently did they start implementing uh, or being a lot more strict regarding home loans and things like that Mm -hmm. regarding discrimination because people got away with so much yeah and not giving other people that aren't white chances to own a home and land and things like that there's it's so shocking to hear that some bylaws for uh hoa kind of neighborhoods communities will still have things in there that if they're not directly saying no colored people it's indirectly being we really encourage that the majority of blah 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 needs to be white or whatever you know do bigger background checks on non-white people or all this stuff just like random shit like that and um i think i mean i listen to late night shows all the time or watch them on uh, youtube when i'm working um and one of them uh i can't remember who it was but Recently, there was, I think it was a white guy. John Oliver? Well, it was John Oliver, yeah, but he like. covers a lot of that. Yeah, but it, this the story that he was covering had to do with a white guy who noticed in these kind of bylaws or whatever that there was some pretty harsh fucking rules that are ignored nowadays because they're so outdated, but they're still in the bylaws. They won't and remove the, them. And he, yeah, and the guy wanted to remove them. He thought okay where 
like they're in California or some very kind of what you would assume to be a more progressive area area. He was trying to get through to get it removed. And there was just absolute. Why would we remove that? There's a waste of time. Why? Like it's there. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was just like so much resistance to it. So much pushback. And it's just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like if y'all are cool with anybody living here, then let's make this piece of paper actually reflect that because at the end of the day it's pen and paper that matters not not just your voice um you know your voice your voice does do something but until it's on pen and paper that's that's, that's what, what we've carries all, more weight is yeah the law. It's, it's been written down in law yeah. yeah yeah it's horrible uh getting back to your friend or coworker, yeah <laughs> <laughs> whomever uh his if, if he wanted his children to uh, be recognized as native you would have to marry another native yes so my great-grandmother i don't know if it's actually true because there is so much because of all this trauma there's so much kind of lying and back and forth and it's all word of mouth kind of things mm-hmm. from my understanding why we'll say my brothers and i weren't recognized for so long and that our dad was the last kind of generation that was recognized before they opened up the bloodlines and whatever. My great-grandmother, from what I understand, was born to two Native Americans, so she would be 100%. Around the time of her being three or four years old or something like that, I don't know if her biological father, if he died or just was out of the picture for some reason, but her mother remarried a white man and so for the rest of her life, my great-grandmother would always claim him as her biological father. Yeah. Because it was bad to have any native in you, but it was even worse to be full native. And it was better to at least be part white. Right. And so because of that, instead of her being seen as 100%, she's now half. So then my grandmother is a quarter, my dad is an eighth, and then my brothers and I were a 16th or 32nd or something like that or whatever. But then apparently on her deathbed, she at least said that she was like, Oh no, this is who my actual father is and all that stuff. To me, it's crazy to think that she came from a generation where it was better to say, Oh, I'm part white. Let me disown my heritage. Let me disown my culture. Let me disown my, my identity as much as possible so that I can be at least a little bit better accepted. And then my brothers and I are coming from a generation where it's no, we like, especially when we were younger, it was like, no, we want to be acknowledged as this culture, this piece we want to be accepted in. Mm -hmm. And I know when I was younger, it had nothing to do with anything more than my, my grandmother's native. My dad is native. That's so cool. These are some cool stories. I want to be a part of that. Like it was something unique and special and almost mystical because yeah. of at least the Native American storytelling and, you know, spirituality behind it and all that stuff. And we were sitting here going, no, we want to be more. We want to be identified and seen as that. But we can't because, well, Blue one, I devil. Yeah, well, yeah, right. <laughs> but one was like, you know, I look how I look now where I am. I am white, you know? Yeah. But you look at my cousins, you look at my, my aunts and my uncles, you look at my grandmother for sure. At the very least, you'd be like, oh, your family looks Hispanic. Yeah. And at least, and at least, which is fine, but at least yeah, that. I wish were that attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to say, honestly, I think some of the most beautiful women I have ever seen in my life native women like jaw dropping where did you come from how did you become this beautiful because if we're just going on superficial stuff right because i don't know what it is gotta be that olive skin maybe Mm, they do have nice color to them or maybe that that. generational trauma in their eyes i think that's what it is (laughs) and that bottle they carry around you know (laughs) just kidding Wow, getting into <laughs> stereotypes now. Well. Um, but I guess actually that I think that touches down on what I was bringing up earlier was the kind of that assumed identity. For and I know for a fact at least Christina, I know you experience it because I always give you shit all the time and I joke about it. But it's it's like calling you Mexican and you're not. 
<laughs> right. It doesn't bother me. It's just it, it bothers me that I've mentioned that I'm not, mm-hmm. and people will still say, "But you're Mexican," and it's like, "But I'm not." Yeah. And you could you calling me Mexican is not an insult, but better not be because I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an insult. We have similar cultures you know what i mean we're Mm. practically the same people (laughs) the part that's annoying is the fact that mexico is its own country and as is guatemala and that's in central america central america (laughs) yeah and yeah i actually uh because it kind of it does steal away your identity a little bit it's not like there's anything wrong with with if you were Mm. but it's like you still have a culture that's it mostly irks me how dumb or uneducated because some it said people like are this. it's uh no i'm not mexican i'm actually central you know guatemala which is central american and they're like mexican central american same difference yeah how it's mm-hmm. so oh my god um i remember i you know at my previous job i was at this potluck and i was sitting with some of my friends and a newer coworker. kind of this newer person had already made it known that she's never really left this part of the country gone anywhere else her name was maria but she's white she was complaining that somebody mistook her for being mexican because her name was maria (laughs) and i'm like yeah she i was like so is that an insult no it's just that i'm not and i'm like well my name's maria also and my parents are central american uh oh i thought you were mexican and i'm like I'm not Mexican. I'm Central American, Latin American, mm. whatever you want to call it. And she goes, "Isn't that the same thing?" Yeah. And I was like, "God, you're an it's idiot." Not, yeah. You know, it's just that's what irks me. The other side of that coin, where you said this gal was like, "Oh, I'm I, I'm tired of being mistaken, or I don't like being mistaken, whatever, right?" For being Mexican and I'm white or whatever. There was a gal that I worked with. I talk about her all the time. <laughs> <laughs> just because it triple c no, no somebody i dated mm. no this this person this irks me because i was nearly terminated due to this person she told my boss who i had been working with for a year and a half um after i had gotten done training her she doesn't think that i one respect women or female leadership which then like kind of set the tone for everything with this person she I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say a Latina because I can't remember. I do want I, I do believe she is actually Mexican, um, but she is a very fair-skinned mm-hmm. Latina. Her name's Athena. You got to say it right because if you're a white dude and you say Athena, like just about anybody else would pronounce it, she's quick to correct you and be offended that you said it wrong. But we were doing a team uh, happy hour. And every time we would do a team happy hour, she was the one that was asked to put it together. And she would always, almost exclusively, only find Mexican bars, restaurants, whatever. And if anybody suggested anything different, for any reason, so simple as, can we just try something different? She would get super defensive almost. You could just see it in her body language of a kind of a, what's your reason for wanting to change it? Is it because it's Mexican? It's like, not for that, not for the way you're saying it, but yeah, it just would be nice to do something different as a team. Anyway, so we're at one of these. I can't remember the exact setup, but it was already after uh, my boss gave me feedback that this woman thinks that I'm basically misogynist. Yes. <laughs> um, we were saying something and she's like, I wouldn't want to be white. Something like that. Just very like, like, fuck that, I'm not white. Or fuck that, I would hate to be white. Or something, you know, and I'm just like... And I kind of look at my bosses, and they're laughing or whatever. I'm going, this person has already accused me of being a misogynist. I've gotten that feedback. I've had to make some sort of corrective... Not nothing official, but it was kind of a, oh, just want to let you know. And I'm like, okay, so now i got to walk on the eggshells because I shared a different point of view on a project. Whatever. But this person kind of insinuate that there's something wrong with being white and it's laughed at and it's kind of pushed to the side and that irked me first of all i don't think anybody should ever be like oh i don't want to be this race or i should like fuck that that'd be terrible right 
but it was just kind of that hypocrisy of where I'm sitting there going, if we asked to change to something besides a Mexican restaurant or bar, it's okay for her to get kind of defensive and we have to kind of gently walk around why we want to try something different. Um, and we wouldn't have to say, it would be like, oh, can we just try some other place? And it would immediately be defensive, like, oh, why? That's fine. And then also her saying, like, no, I don't want to be fucking white. That would be terrible. Mm, all right. Cool. Glad glad I know where we all stand on what is acceptable statements and stuff within the office. Well, it's like when Nancy, Nancy brings up a valid point. Nancy yeah. says, why is it that you can say uh, brown power, black power, but you get stink eye of y'all, white power? And I was <laughs> Well, like, I mean, there is a little bit of no. history there. She, she, yes, but <laughs> she's kind of right. But she's not wrong. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, brown power. Brown pride. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Brown pride, black pride. She's like, but if you say white pride. Mm. <laughs> yeah. you're like. Well, she'd also pride. brought something up as well. The last time she was, was it around Christmas, I think, that we all got here, where she was saying she had a coworker who would come up to her, white dude, and just start. <laughs> yeah, and, that's hilarious. And always be like, hola, you know. And obviously she speaks Spanish, but she's the, well, she was the only. Yeah, the only one. The only one there. But it's always to her, and it rubs her the wrong way. It rubs her the wrong way, and I understand yeah. it though. Funny. I mean, it's funny, but I understand it because I I understand maybe it's the guy is just trying to be culturally inclusive. I guess he may not realize that maybe he's just not doing it appropriately. <laughs> Nancy's the wrong person to try it with. Because you know, he is very standoffish. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> but then he's still making a lot of assumptions about her just based off of the way she looks. Well, it's like I had this one kid um, that worked with us at one of the one of my previous employment areas, and uh, he would oh he would do the same thing to me. He would go hola, and of course I would answer with Olaf, Olaf, <laughs> because I was like, what? But I don't know. I just thought he was, you know, he was just a kid. So I would answer Olaf instead of that. Is that <laughs> saving, saving snacks for are later you, there? <laughs> why are you playing with your boob right now? <laughs> a little piece of cuffing went this down is why my we bra. Need, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is why we need a camera. <laughs> Get you on that OnlyFans as we're uh, doing a podcast. <laughs> my cupcake just, needed a little frosting on I'm just rubbing on my cupcake on my boobies. Yeah. <laughs> That get you hot for twenty five cents. I will add a little more frosting (laughs) and lick it up. (laughs) Like and subscribe to Christina's OnlyFans. (laughs) OnlyFans. You'll be going live at the end of the month. It's called Only Fat. Only Fat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have to make it. You have to make it plural at least. Only fats. (laughs) (laughs) I said it's so sad. I know. Yeah, be proud of that shit. Only fat rolls. <laughs> Only fat rolls. Oh my, <laughs> my fat rolls bring all the boys to the yard. They're like, yeah. <laughs> wow, let's start that. Yeah. Let's start that. Only, Only fat bats. rolls. <laughs> yeah. Only fat rolls. I like it. Dun, dun, dun. Segway. If any, what impacts uh, either in your dating life or that you've seen personally in somebody else's dating lives has identity cultural identity or even we'll go we'll, we'll go with any sort of identities really so sexual orientation cultural racial uh we can even go socioeconomical but what impact if any have you seen those identities impact your dating life or somebody else's directly i can give an example if that will help i i, I kind of have one so we grew up in the projects so they're uh, predominantly hispanic I think it was all Hispanic, and they're yeah. I think it was. People don't know what projects are. It's oh, a, it's my. government government housing, housing in East LA, mm-hmm. Boyle Heights. Anywhere actually. Well, we're gonna say exactly. Yeah. Where. <laughs> okay. I won't name the, the you know whatever, but it was in Boyle Heights. Boyle Heights. <laughs> <laughs> BH. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no! Don't, don't say that. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> That's a gang. <laughs> 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 wow. All right. You hit the real I, on the head. I am. <laughs> yeah, you did. Damn. Well, I mean, I guess. Uh, it's a different meaning, but it, you hit it yeah. right on the head. I guess uh, <laughs> white ignorance over here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
It was also a lot of Mexicans <laughs> and a handful of Central Americans and other, yeah, another Latin other American. Such a, and Latin American. Well, his, yeah. Wait, now I'm going to segue. Um, <laughs> so there's people who segue-o. don't. Yeah. So there's Hispanic. There's in uh, uh, Latinos or Latinas and Latinx, right? Um, Mexican Americans or Me- Mexicans don't like being called Hispanic. Some they don't of them. like being called Latinx either. No. Right. A lot, some of them. Yeah. I actually, when I was going to college over there, they were trying to get me into this, recruit me into this like movement of um, Mexican Americans and they were hardcore. So we were movement in class. Movement as in like almost criminal or? No, no, no. Okay. It was like one of those. They, they were like, they were very Cesar Chavez. Like, you know, they wanted to make things better for Mexicans in general, Mexicans. Mm. Like at school? Yes. And get like representation? And- yes. Okay. Okay. But they were so hardcore because I would say, well, they would be like, well, what are you? I'm like, I'm Hispanic. They're like, don't. You are not Hispanic. You are Mexican-American. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> and they're like, Hispanic is the white man's word. And I'm like, there's people who are super hardcore. I mean, I get, you know, I do get, I see a lot of comments, especially online, when somebody says, well, I'm Hispanic. They're like, oh, well, don't use Hispanic. And I'm like, that's the word that I've known all my life. I don't, I can't say I'm Mexican, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so you want to know something really fucked up? I know it's in my head is fucked up that I've developed over time. I hesitate to say Mexican. And... Because it almost sounds negative, negative and dirty, yeah. like I am being, like I'm slandering. Yeah. It's not quite the end. It's not quite the end bomb, but it's very much. I'll say it, and I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm being derogatory. Well, in my previous relationship, one time to insult me, he called me a fucking Mexican. Ex- see, exactly, and so because like the the connotation. Are you breaking up? I mean, that's <laughs> right fu- that looks like yeah. I know. Like, like you're his neighbor. <laughs> he's still there where <laughs> the place you moved out of yeah he lives where he lives yeah 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 don't oh, hurt people i would never <laughs> <laughs> this fucking mexican would never <laughs> <laughs> and i was like is that supposed to be an insult like what the fuck yeah but like uh, it's like i know it's like messed up in my mind because to me it's it'd be you being like oh yeah i'm mexican would be no different than a black person being like oh yeah i'm a you know dropping the n-bomb I cool like problem no problem with you calling yourself that but if I say it part of me's like fuck am I being derogatory by by calling you this just because there are comments like the this fucking Mexican or them whatever right and so every time I say it I'm like I feel like this is derogatory because of how I've heard it said so many times yeah I, I yeah I understand where you're coming from at the same time though. I will make the distinction that calling someone a fucking Mexican yeah. versus the <laughs> N-word. The N-word obviously takes the cake as oh, yeah. the worst yeah. of the worst. Yes, yes. But even when talking about, um, when we talk about media, um, mm-hmm. Mexicans tend to be criminals. Yeah. vato. Yeah. Yeah. Thieves, <laughs> murderers, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, you know. So I, I could see that. Yeah. And there's very, it, it is negative. We're, we're depictive, depicted in negative light. We just are. Yeah. yeah. It's really not getting any better. I mean. <laughs> I mean, you know, there was a glimmer of hope and then we had four years of just fucking nope. Yeah. And I'm sorry to the supporters out there. He did say they send their rapists. So yeah. and it was not taken out of context. You dumb motherfuckers. That's exactly what he said. And it still makes me mad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to the story. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry for that segue. <laughs> um. So, anyways, growing up in the in the project in East LA, um, East Los, East Los, you could tell that the mindset and the upbringing made it for the perfect, like it was the perfect recipe for disaster, because number one, you would you saw so many young girls pregnant uh, in their teens. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw them, you knew, I mean, you saw generations like, uh, their grandma used to live there and now the mom lives there. Well, now the daughter lives there and she's having kids, which means she's not going to finish high school probably. 
There's no way she's going to go to college and she's trapped. She's, she's now trapped herself and her children. And it, you will look at now that we're older, I, I, I can look back and reflect and see that. And yes, I know a lot of people will say, well, you know, they can work their way out. That's not how it fucking works. Mm. The working your way out isn't for everyone. Not everyone is made to do that. So yes, you can, you can overcome some obstacles, but there are some things that you just cannot. It yeah. doesn't fucking matter. There's this belief and one political party has it the most that you can just pull yourself up by the bootstraps yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's cute, but that's not how it works for everyone because you are following down a line that you can't break and it takes, it takes more than just hard work. And a lot of people forget that it, there is some luck that has to come into play for you to be able to break out of the restraints that you were born yep. into yep um and like like i and like look at the compton look at uh south central all these areas are still yeah yeah they might own homes or whatever but they're poverty stricken you know yeah. just like in the projects we didn't own shit that gets yeah. into that socioeconomical identity where i know especially if especially especially becoming more successful now as an adult i've definitely noticed um we'll say with my family meet with just within my family there is that mindset and then friends but there's that mindset of well i grew up poor okay cool i mean it sucks but you don't have to stay there you don't have to stay poor it's not necessarily pull yourself up but like try to change that mindset of well i was i was born poor i grew up poor i'm always gonna be poor i saw it very much with my younger brother and his and his girlfriend where that was one of the first things she would say to us was like oh well i grew up poor so one one day we wanted to play croquet or something like that our, our parents and she's like oh i've never played that game and we're like oh that's fine we'll show you and she goes oh yeah i just i just grew up poor we never played that game i'm like what's what does being poor have to do with playing i've never played, I've never I, grew played. Poor. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up poor <laughs> yeah right but like but like but it was one of those like just because this doesn't mean doesn't correlate yeah and so i've noticed my younger brother almost that kind of like where people take pride in working more than 40 hours a week and they kind of brag about how hard they had to do how hard they had to work to get barely anywhere or something there's almost that pride and that ego in doing that and i definitely saw it with my younger brother when he's dating this girl they have children now and everything there was definitely this kind of well she had to struggle and she is we'll say further ahead in life than what her her family got and she had less therefore i need to have a similar experience or i need to struggle similarly so that i can have pride in what i did and instead of taking that opportunity of luck like we can get you a job so you can make money no i don't want to do that hey i have a whole downstairs basement you guys can live there whatever no nah, we don't do that or whatever you know whatever so like i think it's it's definitely hard when your mindset is stuck in that socio socioeconomic identity but then it doesn't help when you're in a community where you could work hard and get out of it but that doesn't work for everybody there is like not everybody has that mental we'll say mental fortitude and ability to struggle like that and then still make it through it and a lot of those who do like there's probably plenty of trauma and shit that they are you know have to deal with on top of that that i don't know where i'm going but fuck. you're dumb <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> cut it so i do believe that part of the reason why i didn't fall into the trap about having kids and all that shit is because i'm gay mm-hmm if I hadn't been gay, I probably would have fallen into settle down. I mean, not even settle down, just fucking hoard around because that's what everybody did. And I say hoard around. There's, I don't mean to be negative. It's just that's what you're doing. That's not what that's you. Just no. the reality. Yeah. yeah. Um, having sex at a very young age and obviously you don't know about or you're not intelligent enough to know that you should probably use contraceptives, you know. Not equipped um, with the knowledge and tools to. Correct make the decisions plus a lot of them were catholic so mm. there's that there is no contraception for yeah, back just, at least back in the day or, just, just a lot of butt sex yeah yeah and a lot of the pull-out method you know mm-hmm. and 
but it doesn't count if it's just a tip. Yeah. <laughs> Docking doesn't count. <laughs> there are a lot of things came together in order for me to move out of the state. And I did it. I was, you know, at 23, but it was my first time out of the home. Mm-hmm. And um, I moved a thousand miles away to be with some fucking girl that I didn't really know that well. And, and like I said, the trauma that you know comes with it just being who you are, you know, everybody yeah. has traumas or whatever. Um, so there were a lot of like <laughs> hard learned lessons. Um, but had I not moved out, uh, away from the state and into a different area, my sisters may have still been trapped in East LA. I think I opened that door for them to be able to leave. And I think I opened their eyes as to maybe not so much that there's better as in um, economically, because I wasn't making money, mm-hmm. but at least there was better as in places look cleaner um <laughs> environmentally environmentally um you don't see the same fucking people right all the time yeah. <clears throat> right i think and then plus when you guys came out here um i helped you guys you guys stayed with me for a while and you guys got on your feet so you guys still had we still had that sense of community even though community was a lot smaller mm-hmm. um i think you you all still had it Definitely not something that my family has. I mean, I think we did at one point in time when I was young, but there's been way too many divorces and bullshit in my family that like any sort of family, the way that y'all kind of have that community, that bonding, that stuff just doesn't really exist, you know? But I also think some of it, that kind of silver lining of being in a really shitty situation is, you know, you had to lean on one another, you yeah. know. It strengthened your bond. Yeah. 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 My first year from away from like my mom for the first time, but not only that, but moving to a different state mm-hmm. where there's not a lot of people that look like me. Yeah. Was rough. Like that first year was overwhelming. There was a culture shock mm-hmm. for sure. And I remember getting my job. At this bank, primarily conservative, you know what I mean? Like, some days I was just absolutely just overwhelmed at all the white faces. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, I got you. And not in a bad way. It's just like, I don't know. I missed home and I was depressed and I missed bullshitting in Spanish with, you know what I mean? Yeah. You you stepped away from the environment, the culture. Yeah. Home. Yeah. And it was it, it was really hard, but you just got to work through it. So bring it back. How would you say uh, your identity has impacted like your dating life then um, in, in, in any form of identity? Actually, actually, let me do a quick uh, tan- <clears throat> excuse me, tangent here because I was thinking about this. Do you think that multiple labels put on somebody creates their identity or the multiple identities we have create somebody's label? that makes sense well that's like asking what came first the chicken or the egg mm-hmm. because if you think about it that's one question i've thought about too i remember talking to this one guy i worked with years ago at um walmart and uh he was he was rather intelligent angry as fuck but just an intelligent guy mm-hmm. and one day he comes up to me and he goes you know what brenda and i was like what he's like you know why i like you so much i was like why he's like because you're not one of those hardcore lesbians and i was like what what does that mean and he's like yeah you're not like this super dyke dressed like blah 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 and like you know <laughs> was, was that like, was that while you're here in this area yeah and i was like yeah. like and i was like oh it's like blah, blah you know whatever he's like yeah and i was like well i mean <laughs> i'm sorry but that's how it is. He's like, well, yeah, because you look at all those, some of the effeminate gay guys, they're all super gay, talk with a high voice and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and then you look at guys like you who live out in the mountain and look the way you do. And he kind of just like, what? And I was like, you fit a fucking stereotype too, dude. Yeah. You look like you live on a fucking mountain. Am I wrong? And he's like, well, no. I was like, we all fit stereotypes. I was like, nobody is excluded. Nobody's fucking unique because at the end of the day, no one is unique. We all have to look a certain way to be able to fit in. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just, I think that's just human nature at this point. I think it's just something that we've developed that we have to look a certain way 
to be able to find our click, quote yeah. unquote. Another interesting thing I'll elaborate a little bit more is, and this is not the only time I've ever heard this. In fact, I would be lying if at least in my younger ages, my young, my younger years, I didn't have a similar way of thinking. Um, we'll say conceptually at least. So when I moved back here, I had gone to uh, a discount store to buy some furniture and on the other end of this kind of big warehouse, it's just, I mean, there's not many people in there. Mm-hmm. I'm walking the aisles and on the other end of the aisle, I hear these two guys who are working there and they say something along the lines of going, well, you know, black people, they're just going to sit there and the moment there's any altercation, they're going to start calling you racist because they're black and they're just going to pull that card and blah, 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 blah. That mindset, right? They're always doing that, that kind of crap. And my first thought was just like, one, has that really ever fucking happened to you? <laughs> Have you ever come across a black person or a minority mm-hmm. who, if you corrected them on something legitimate, maybe they did something, no, what, whether they're white black and everything in between along that spectrum if they are legitimately doing something wrong and you call them out on it have they ever been like oh you're doing that because i'm minority fill in the blank two is this just some shit that you're regurgitating that somebody else has said that has happened to them who's probably regurgitated that that somebody else has said has happened to them like where's your actual firsthand experience in this and so I have definitely noticed, and I don't think it's, and I think it's, I think it's a human nature thing, honestly, because I don't think it's specific to white people doing this, or we'll say a certain group of white people, but there is very much a, you hear one thing kind of sort of maybe that somebody else told you Mm -hmm. that's a stereotype of somebody else or another group of people, and then you start owning that as though it's your experience with that group of people. Right. And so you start saying just that, oh, well, you know, they're just going to pull the race card. That's what they always do. Mm. This town is very, very white. And I would be surprised if most of the people in this town ever came across somebody who was, you know, the exact contrast to their skin color. And even if they did, I guarantee you, the majority of the people in this town have not spent enough time with people who are darker than them to actually legitimately come up with a fair stereotype. Right. I say fair loosely, of course. I also remember I have had friends who are coworker. She looked at my Facebook, um, looked me up, looked me up on Facebook and her first comment to me, she's Armenian. And the first thing she says to me, she goes, wow, you need more colored friends because there are minority friends. You only have white people on there. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> what like, what kind of fucking comment is that? You know? They need more colored friends. <laughs> right? You know. Yeah, and you just, you know, you captured a couple of us. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Stay in that net. Don't yeah. leave. <laughs> Token one. Where's my chains? <laughs> Token two. Token two. <laughs> I mean, Bruh, you know what's one. great? You know what's great right now? It's fucked up. I'm the minority in this room. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, no. The census is I'm white. Yeah. I'm or white yeah. Too, yeah. Um, but you're both female. Oh. And I'm male. Got the other one. He's got the other one. Yeah. I am. Uh, how dare you assume our gender? Yeah. What the fuck? Well, why are you calling yourself a lesbian then? If that's a title given to women that I are gay. I didn't call myself a lesbian. I called myself gay. I don't like calling myself a lesbian. Um, you know how you I will said, rewind the tape. You, know how you said Mexican sounds dirty. Yeah. Or yeah, lesbian sounds negative. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Somebody ever, Different. Yeah. Is oh, it because yeah. somebody's like you fucking lesbian, and then it just or those kind of things? Obviously, I'm not saying that, but like no, you know, those kind I don't of know. Remarks. For some reason, to me, le- lesbian is just far more. Is it because Rosie O'Donnell called herself a lesbian? Now that's a dirty word. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about Rosie. R.I.P. Is she... Just kidding. I was going to say, is she a dirty girl for you? Okay, so if we were going to list three words, rank them in most offensive to you. You have gay, lesbian, and dyke. I will go, I'm gay. I'm a lesbian. I will not say the other one. No, no. Because I'm not a dyke. Yeah. 
Because isn't that something you dig out for some shit? Probably. Yeah. Like an asshole or something, you're just digging that ass. You dig you dig a dike? Isn't that what, isn't there an actual word? No, it is an actual word. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. No, yeah, I know. I'm, I don't understand. I don't I'm, understand I'm bad word. at jokes right now, okay? I don't understand the word dike. Have yeah, you ever been good at jokes? No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, growing up, um, a friend uh, was a teammate in high school. He would say, you guys want to know why Cody is so funny? But he was also the person who would always say I'm not. <laughs> and he'd be like, Cody's so funny because he is so terribly unfunny that is so pathetic. That's what's funny. I'm like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. This was a teammate, you know, and wow. coach and everybody was sitting there laughing. Him. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you probably would. Um, but it was just like, I was just like, well, with uh, friends like you, why do I need enemies? That's true. Damn. <laughs> That's funny. So, okay. What do you think of this? I had a coworker when I was working in the warehouse. She's Mexican. Her husband's Mexican. And they have two white daughters. Was that? <laughs> two white kids. Two white kids. <laughs> they, adopted. they adopted. Yeah. They're good people. So, yeah. So, they're Mexican. And we had gotten onto the conversation of, well, first of all, she had gotten pregnant in high school or right out of high school. First guy she'd ever been with both from California, kind of in those that same kind of situation where it was just nobody ever really talked about birth control or um, contraceptives or anything like that. So at the time, my role, I was in a position in a department that I was constantly in a chat room or email threads with people in the corporate offices. And there was this one person who I was talking to a lot and then eventually I was just like, oh, let's hang out. Let's meet up or whatever. But during this, my coworker would be right next to me and she'd see this and she'd be like, we can also look up who each other are in, in the company and see what we all look like and get a little bit more information. This gal was Asian and she, so my coworker's like, oh, of course you're into Asians. Mm -hmm. Like, what does that mean? And I got to say, like, I've dated, I've been in two relationships with two Asian women and the majority of the rest of everybody is mostly white, but you get one white guy who dates one Asian or shows interest in one Asian or whatever. And it's, oh, you're just a white guy with an Asian fetish. You're only into Asians. It's like, if you see my track record, um, <laughs> if it's got a heartbeat, I'm in it to win it. I'm in it to win it, right? So we start talking about that, and then she goes, "Oh, well, would you ever date a black woman?" I go, yeah, I don't care. If I get along with the person, and they got a vagina between their legs, that's what interests me. If we're getting on the very like superficial bullshit of what somebody looks like, and so then I go. Well, if you were still single, would you ever date a black guy? And she goes, fuck no. Okay. And I go, well, then what if one of your daughters comes home with a boyfriend or gets engaged to a black guy? She goes, I would make them break up. I would not allow them, them to date a black man. And I just sat there. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Because I this person, I mean, she's very naive in many ways, but there was nothing about her that said racist up until this point and i was just sitting there going are you fucking kidding me and i go you're going to, have to explain this because like that's fucked up and she said it jokingly but she was being honest and i never looked at it this way and it's still a fucked up way to look at it she goes i would never want my daughters to date a black man or or marry a black man because there's already so much bullshit that they are going to have to be going through being Mexican already, that why would I want them to be with another minority and get that much more discrimination and hate, especially their children in this, in this world. And this is, <clears throat> excuse me, this is right during the 2016 elections as well, like that time period. Yeah. And when she said that, though I agree, like it's still really fucked up. That shit, like that's her mentality hearing it from that perspective, I could totally understand why she would have that fear. It had nothing to do with hatred or anything towards black person or black people so much as her fear of what that would mean 
for her children and her grandchildren because of white people discriminating and hating and all that stuff. And that just kind of, I mean, that was a really like a real eye opener for me in that moment. Cause I just, it was just, it was just, it, it just, I guess it just blew my mind. It still does where I'm like, I would never have that worry or thought if I married a minority or if I had children with a minority or if my children were to marry or get pregnant or impregnant somebody who was a minority. Like that's not something that ever came across my mind. And then when she said that, I was just sitting there going, fuck, that is some real trauma and yeah. some fucked up shit to have to worry about. And yeah. And it sadly makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Still what fucked up. <laughs> don't you think that's why some parents get upset when their children come out as gay? Like my child's life's going to be harder now because they're gay. So they're like against it because of it. I know I've seen it in like a movie or TV show or something like that where like the actor or the characters will have that kind of rationale and reasoning. So I don't think it's far fetched to feel that there's some parents that would be that way. But I don't know if it's I don't know. It's usually a religious thing. Religious. Yeah. 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 I remember my mom telling me when my stepsister finally opened to the world that she was gay, meaning to her family and everybody. Ever since I knew this woman, we all knew she was gay. Mm-hmm. There was no, there was, there was no like question no. to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But nobody's gonna call her out on it or anything, yeah. right? Yeah. It's her place. It's, it's her. It's her story. It's her life. But I remember my mom telling me that she. Uh, so my stepsister had already told everybody but her father. So my stepfather, and she called my mom to just get advice, like, hey. I really need to talk to my dad. I don't know how he's going to take it. I'm so scared because she and her girlfriend had already come out to her girlfriend's family and it went real bad. Like her girlfriend's parents were just like, you did this to our daughter. How dare you? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was just like, Oh yeah. You yeah. know? So my mom's going, no, no, just give him a call. It's, it'll be fine. Just talk to him. You know, he loves you. He supports you. He'll, you know, it'll be fine. All these things. So she calls and he's in the living room. He's on the phone. Oh, hey, what's going on? And he starts putting, you know, his hand over the phone and like whispering to my mom to come into the living room, you know, waving her over. And he's just ecstatic. And my mom's like, what's going on? What, what? And he's like, she's, she's coming out right now. She's coming out. She's telling me she's gay. I mean, he was so just thrilled that she was finally comfortable with herself you know ready to to just not hide it yeah live her life yeah and i thought i was like that's that's i feel how if there's going to be a reaction of any sort it should be that way but i also feel like there shouldn't be any reaction period to hey i'm gay all right cool it's fucking i don't give a shit (laughs) you know hey i'm straight (laughs) okay and yeah (laughs) you know like cool Good talk. <laughs> cool story, cool bro. Cool story, bro. Right? Yeah, exactly. You can't you know. cool story coming out stories. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can, though. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. There's other things you can't cool story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, hey, look, a segue. Thanks for joining us, guys. This has been fun. What, what does Cody usually say? What do you usually From say? From all of us. From all of us to your home, (laughs) have a wonderful night. (laughs) This is uh, Tits McGee. This has been Where Am I Going podcast with Christina, Brenda, Cody. Why am I last? Because you're a boy. That's fair. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. I am. Thank you for joining us. Now listen to this smooth jazz. (laughs) Get some Kenny G going. It's more like scat than it is. Yeah, it is. You guys are scatting. Fuck. Where can you find us? Find us at Where Am I Going Pod? At Where Am I Going Pod on Instagram. Find us at. I don't know. (laughs) All right.
Thanks everybody for listening. This will be part one of a two part episode putting out part two next week. Be sure to like subscribe, follow share. Definitely share as Christina says and everybody else says sharing is caring. So Mm -hmm. if you care about us and our podcast, or just about us, share it. Shout out to the friends that send us encouraging messages about our episodes. I really appreciate you guys. Yeah. So yeah, this is part one and part two. Like, share, subscribe, and you can find us on Instagram at Where Am I Going Pod, or obviously on Spotify, which is Where Am I Going Podcast. You can also email us. Please, somebody email us. <laughs> Please email us because nobody's emailed us yet at Where Am I Going Pod at gmail.com. And with How that, about first person to email us get a $10 gift card to Starbucks? Okay. How about a shout out? No, no shout outs. All right, I like the Starbucks thing. Sure, why not? It's coming right. out it's coming out of your pocket. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's pocket change. Rolling I'm just kidding. In that dough. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs>